0: Hi Masan, and this is the market on the 9320 player. The transfer window has but a day left to run. And joining me to chat about what City have done, what they haven't done, what they might do, and what they won't do. I've got Jordan and first Lloyd. Afternoon, Lloyd. Afternoon. Has the fever subsided? It has. I'm feeling better. Lovely. Very, very good to hear. Jordan, what about yourself?
1: Yeah, never had a fever in the first place, so I'm all good.
0: <laughs> have you recovered from your first ninety-three twenty hosting gig?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was uh, no recovery needed. I'm still buzzing off it. It was uh, it was great fun. If anyone's not listened, please do go have a listen because it's pretty timeless. Well, I say timeless. It's uh, it's not been dated yet, so no, really enjoyed it. I had some great guests to to guide me through it as well, and uh, happy to be back in the. In the pundit seat rather than hosting seat today
0: i was uh, i was very happy to hear from your agent last night about uh financial terms um <laughs> on your uh on on your presenting gig just let him know that um that there's a there's a proposal winging its way to him in the next few days
1: fantastic i'll uh i, I presume that includes a flight out to ubica to hold up the 9320 shirt with you as well
0: of course i mean it, ma- it makes sense we'd have to do we'd have to do all the promo out here yeah yeah fair Excellent. Lloyd, look, uh, there's there's one place that I want to start, and that is the, um, I guess it's the imminent departure of Cole Palmer, because he hasn't quite left the building yet, but Mm. I believe he's having a medical this morning. Um, Are you surprised by, talk to me about the destination, and also the speed of the transfer?
2: Yeah, so I, I think the destination is the most interesting thing about the transfer, I would say so overall I'm pretty gutted to lose Palmer. You know, people who listen to Night Drew 20 will know that I've rated him and have done since he's broken through. And, you know, I, I do understand completely his reasons for wanting to leave. I think he was really unlucky with that injury. He had about 18 months ago where that really was the point. He was probably about to really cement himself. And then last season, for a multitude of reasons, just didn't go right for him. And I think that probably is what, if he got the right proposal, I think would have justified to him and to me why he might want to leave. I think it being Chelsea, though, it just doesn't make that much sense to me. Um, So if you look at Chelsea's options, they've got quite a lot, but it's kind of hard to place them. So I think out wide, their first choice kind of, you know, attacking midfielders wingers would be Sterling and 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 Kunku, who's obviously injured at the moment. He's got a similar length injury to Kev. And then outside of that, you've got Mudrick and they've got Madweke, who is a very, very similar player to Palmer. And for example, they both played for the under twenty ones and the Euros this summer. Madweke actually started the tournament, but Palmer ended up edging him out and starting on the right wing in his position and played really well towards the end of the tournament. So I guess compared to what City have got, you could argue he's moved up maybe one place on the bench to a push. But I know Mudrick's got an injury at the moment. Um, so maybe on the in the immediate term, he might be kind of first change off the bench, whereas I don't think he would be that for City. But I do think that is slightly, um, whilst that's, say, a positive element for Parma, I think the chaotic, just batshit housery which I'm going to patent as a word um, of Chelsea is obviously a bit of a problem for him. And I think they've proven that if you don't hit the ground running within six months, they'll just buy someone else to to replace him in January. It's ruthless. And as much as Pochettino has made a good start, you know, there's no, there's no promises he'll be there beyond say this season. So yeah, an interesting move, not one I would have gone for if I was Palmer. I think, the rung below probably would have appealed to me more. You know, like a Brighton, a West Ham, particularly someone who's got some European football, Villa. I think that would have been the move if I was him. But equally, I guess when Chelsea come calling, it's something to think about. And I think that plays into how why it's gone so quickly because clearly for
0: him, he's jumped to that opportunity. Uh, Ake is one of his best mates, isn't he? Yeah, I think they're good pals, yeah. They're they're good mates. And I think him and Lavia are, are very close as well. And I guess with Joe Shields being there, um, th- there is, there is definitely a, a, a side to it. And obviously Raz being there. I think him and Raz were really mating when Raz was, was at City as well. I think there's definitely a side to it that, that I can kind of get my head around. And it is this kind of ex city contingent that are floating around at Chelsea and, and maybe guys that he knows from, from the England youth teams. Um, Jordan. From City's point of view, we've we've seen a lot. We're seeing a lot of academy sales, and I found myself in the main up until a year or two ago, sort of always fighting the club's corner because generally when they'd let players go, I'd look at them and go, "He's never going to make the grade at City," so I can't get overly, you know. I remember when people were like, "I can't believe we sold Angelino. I can't believe we sold." you know whoever brahim diaz or whatever like there's loads of them um and i kind of i always had the feeling of like i'm not sure they're ever going to make it a city anyway so it's fine um now and it began with lavia and and i and i feel a little bit of the same thing with cole beginning to feel as though there might be a few lads that might come back to to haunt us one way or another um so, what's your take first in 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 the the Palmer move itself, and then just in general, like how you how you view it from a city point of view? Like, how do you balance the money and the loss of a, a young homegrown player to another club in the league who will one day be a rival if they're not a rival already?
1: Overall, I'm pretty pleased with the sale, and that's, that might sound a little bit mad. I think the only reason why. I wouldn't be happy with it is purely because of the how, how thin we seem in the wing departments. But I also think that's overstated to a degree. I'm going to sound a little bit harsh at the moment, but I think if Cole hadn't scored those two goals in the community shield and the super cup, he's not even on Chelsea's radar. Now, of course, those goals are relevant because he played well, I think, in both games and, and they were very good goals as well. But I remember speaking to to both you and Lloyd on the, uh, I think it must have been the Chelsea home game, actually, when we all saw each other. And I, I said to you that I'd heard from a couple of people that Cole was really disappointed with his own performances last season and he was going to be sent out on loan or be sold permanently. And it didn't sound like it was coming from his camp that he wanted to go. It sounded more like the club didn't really trust him and I think had he not scored those two goals and I repeat they are relevant because they were very good goals and and they were against high level opposition but had he not scored those goals I think we we're either looking at a loan to a lower Premier League side like Burnley or we're looking at a 20 to 25 million pound sale so what those two goals have done is massively inflated his value and also inflated the calibre of teams that are interested in him. Now, Brighton have always been interested in in him, I think, before the goals that he scored. And I think that's a fairly good sign that there's a very good player in there because they don't often get their recruitment wrong, Brighton. But I look at the, the team that we've got now. We've just signed Jeremy Doku for over £50 million. He plays primarily on the right side. We've got Bernardo, Phil, and now Doku, and also Oscar Bob. And I think at the start of pre-season, Bob was was fancied to to be ahead of Palmer in the pecking order. So that I don't actually think with that thin in the wing areas, especially because on the left as well, you've got Grealish, Phil. And from what I've heard, Doku can also play there. And Bob could potentially play there as well. You know, Palmer has... Tried it a little bit on the left for us. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Bob gets given a go on the left. So I don't think it actually leaves us that thin overall. And let's not forget, this is a guy who has started three Premier League games for us. He's 21. He's the same age that Harland was when he joined us. He's not a, a 17, 18 year old like Rico, who's got immense talent. I'm not saying he doesn't have immense talent, but he, he's, um, I don't think he's ahead of where he, he should be for his age. And he's not scored a Premier League goal. In our first three fixtures of this season in the Premier League, he's played a total of 10 minutes. That's despite the impact that he had in the Community Shield and in the Super Cup. And I think to get £45 million for a player with those stats and everything that I've just mentioned is a really good bit of business. I mean... Michael Elise had a release clause or has a release clause for 35 million pounds. Is Cole worth 10 million more than Michael Elise? I don't think so. And I know inflation exists, but we bought Raheem Sterling for around the fee that we sold Cole Palmer for, and Raheem had come off the back of an incredible season um or a couple of seasons and was younger, I believe. So For all those reasons, yes, there's always the chance that a player like Cole, who's come through the academy, can come back to bite us and it could turn into a mistake, as the Lavia one has done. But this, I feel, is a calculated risk. Cole didn't want to stay. It wasn't necessarily our choice. He wanted minutes. We didn't seem like we were prepared to give him the minutes that he wanted, even though I believe he would have got a fair bit of football just because our squad is a small one. So overall, I'm pretty, pretty pleased. Now, to go to the second part of your question about the sales strategy of the club when it comes to these youth players, I think you've got to look at Cole as an isolated case because every other youth player who is deemed to have potential and is potentially able to play for the first team has been sold with a buyback clause for a relatively low fee. This isn't like that. This is a guy who's coming to... The years where he should really be making his mark in the first team, and we sold him for forty-five million pounds, which I believe, as I said, is a an inflated fee for what I think he's worth. And there's no chance we're going to buy him back. So you look at the the, I mean, Lavi is the obvious example, isn't he? Because that that one's gone wrong. However, had he maybe not had quite as good a breakout season at Southampton, and then really showed his promise in the second season at Southampton and we bought him back for 40 mil. You think that's a great strategy? So we'll see how it pans out long term with the likes of Shay Charles or James Trafford or Samuel Adosi, who I think started well in, in the championship for Southampton. And the club seem to believe that there's more value in selling these players. And then if they're good enough, buying them back for. A fee smaller than than what they're worth in the future. So it, it's really hard to say at this stage. But I do think the Palmer deal is different to every other youth sale that that we've made. I think that's fair. I, I do think that's very fair. Um,
2: that's 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 spot on. I think the other reason it's spot on, Jordan, and it's I think it's are right to characterize it like that, is whilst he's only made three Premier League starts, Palmer was very much trusted by Pep to play in games and. As we've seen with Phil and Rico, that's very rare. Um, And he, even though he he probably didn't start as many prem games as he would have liked, a lot of the kind of promising youngsters that are in and around the first team don't even get the minutes that Palmer Palmer did from uh, Guardiola. So I think I think he he played he played three hundred and
1: fifty eight Premier League minutes last year, Lloyd. He scored. I think he didn't score any goals in the Premier League, and he got one assist. Yes, he that's, was trusted.
2: Yeah, yeah but um, I think you you kind of put the Prem to one side a little bit because Pep rarely plays, that's what I kind of mean, he rarely plays anyone in the Prem, which is why it's only really Foden and Lewis you can draw to. But he still did pull to him a lot in Cups because Palmer's record in the Cups is actually pretty good um, in terms of goals. He's got fit.
1: one goal and one assist in 25 appearances last season. Like yeah, seven.
2: last season wasn't good, but I'm talking about... I think he's got um, seven in 14 from the two previous seasons.
1: Okay.
2: Um, so what I'm more trying to get at is we all know there are games in the FA Cup, like fifth round, where all the fans are going, this guy should play, this guy should play, this guy should play. And rarely they do play, but Palmer was the one often that that did get the nod. And <laughs> I think for, for Pep to play him in the two finals this season does show... He, he, yeah, he's 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 distinct from the Shay Charleses, from the yeah, he's a level above them. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I think. Look, I I think there's a, a I understand fundamentally. I respect City's position with players in general. That the player decides whether or not he wants to stay at the football club, and anybody who wants to leave just needs to bring the requisite offer, and they can go. I think I've said this before, in general, I think it's a good policy, even if I've had issues with it in moments, right? And I think that with Palmer, for better or for worse, they kind of, I feel as though they stunted his development last season. I feel as though I don't fully understand why they kept him around with Riyad there and knowing that you're going to play Bernardo there, yeah? Because Bernardo played there whenever Riyad, didn't play that um and so you obviously he had some injury issues as well on top of that but there was never the feeling when he was fit that he's going to get a game in his own position and so i completely understand why at the end of the season he goes well i need to play football now because like you said jordan he's 21 Mm. he's not a baby right so he wants to play football and he feels ready to play men's football